Brought to you by Sweat Equity Fitness, Film Buffs and Gym Rats is a film review podcast featuring three mutual friends coming together to discuss, debate, and share all things movies. From Oscar winners and personal favorites to trailers and news, join us as we experience film the way it should be, together. Coming up today, 2019's Honey Boy. Episode two, take two, as it were. <laughs> working out the kinks, working out the kinks. Welcome. Thank uh, you, Angela. It's good um, to be here again. Yeah. <laughs> for the second time today, as it were. <laughs> All right, Jocelyn and Zach. Thank yes. you for being here again. Thanks for having us. I would call us a dynamic trio. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm definitely it's like three Batmans. Totally. For sure. No Robins. Although Wait. I wouldn't be opposed to being Alfred. Wait, I want to be Catwoman. Fair. Sold. There you go. Are you Christian Bale? <laughs> Which Batman would you be? Who's well, your Batman? When no, I say, this, when I say Batman, who's your Batman? I'm going to go... Movie's not out yet, but I'm going Robert. Wow. He's the youngest. I'm the youngest one here. I think that's fair. Wow. Movie's not out yet, but I'm going Robert. I mean, fair. Jocelyn, when I say the name Batman, who do you think of? Who appears in your mind? Michael Keaton. There you go. That's a, that's that's a, that's a great Batman. And <laughs> we just did a movie with him last time. So that makes sense. But my Batman, although I do appreciate warehousing Batfleck, yep. is Christian Bale. He's oh, a Christian Bale's yeah. Batman. I Christian mean, Bale the was voice. smoking Batman. Yeah. I think he's got the best consistent movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the third one, we've, we've spoken about the second sequel, like the third in a line of movies before. Trash, it just yeah. always drops the ball. Yeah. Although Dark Knight Rises, still posted that on the gym story today, it had some bangers. Fucking... But today we're here about Honey Boy. Yes. yes. Zach, you chose Honey Boy. Yes. I did. Why did you choose Honey Boy, Zach? I chose Honey Boy because, I don't know, I'm not like a huge Shia fan, but anything that he does art-wise I think is great. You know, when it comes to style particularly, he's a god. One of my inspirations. Style um, as in fashion? Fashion, yeah. Yes. Didn't he wear a bag on his face once? Yeah, you yes. know what? Like, oh, okay. people make creative choices, that's fine, but... Uh, I don't know. He's one of my inspirations. Uh, Can you describe it? Like, so as someone, I'm the least fashionable okay. one here, obviously. I, he I wears just like, I don't know, a lot of kind of like baggy clothing. Not okay. like always, well, more looks like used, more mm-hmm. broken down, more distressed, which I kind of fuck with. Um, Kanye, who's another mm. uh, fashion inspiration for me. He actually went into Shia's. Get out of here! No, come on. <laughs> Jocelyn's pretending to throw up. Yeah, no, no. Every time they Kanye's my boy. Okay, his Yeezys were kind of cool, but the rest of his stuff looks like, in my opinion, it's not up my alley. Okay, that's fair, but like pre Yeezy Kanye. Okay, yeah, like I give Nike, you that. Nike, Nike yeah. Kanye. Yeah. Okay, 100%. Yeezy Airs? Oh, yeah. Yeezy 1, 2. 100%. Um, Kanye now and his like new fashion line now to me is like. I mean, I like what he wears on on himself, like uh, his whole mask era, like with particularly Donda. Oh, so cool, so cool. I mean, Donda bulletproof vest. Come on, I mean, he, he liked to shy. See where I come from, bulletproof vests are for actually bulletproof. So uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay, but whatever. We can get past that. But he went to Shy's house, and he Shy said he went into his closet and just took a bunch of his shit and left. Oh, sorry. So he went to Shia LaBeouf's house. Yeah, Kanye like looks up to Shy as a fashion icon. Really? Yeah. I can see that. 
which I thought was super cool because I fuck with both of them, even though they're both kind of egomaniacs. But right, they which both is a good time. Yeah, which is a good time to m- mention um, Shia LaBeouf, awesome actor. All his choices in the world of not acting do not have our full support. Yeah, don't condone. Yeah, I can't even think of all the ones that. But I know he's done some things that are. Way less cool than yeah. Honey Boy. He's had some questionable choices in yeah. life. Although Honey Boy, as we'll get into, that. and one of my personal faves, PB Falcon, God bless. Oh. That one just earns major brownie points with me. Oh. Doesn't excuse anything, but when I see that movie, I go, this guy has some serious heart to him. Like, there's a soul there. For sure. There's just other things going on, which is a good insight to have as you watch Honey Boy, mm-hmm. seeing yeah. from where it came from. Well, it makes me think, like, uh, watching this movie, I think Shia's dad probably had uh, bipolar syndrome, or bi- whatever that mm. is. Bipolar. He's probably bipolar. Yeah. So uh, maybe that passed down, because people who have bipolar can be super, like, oh my god, how are you today? Like, do you want to, I'll get you a drink. And then the next day, they'll be like, fucking, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know, right. mm. why are you in my house? It yo-yos yeah. their emotions yo-yo quite a bit, because they're... Brain chemicals are all off, right? Yeah, and in Honey Boy, particularly the scene with his uh, Shia's dad and Tom, uh, the Big Brother program dude, at the beginning when he when Tom pulls up, he's like, "Oh, oh my God, look at this dope truck!" He's like, "Is this a three seventy five? Oh, it's a two, whatever." Then they go, they walk around to the pool, you know, they're barbecuing. He's like, "Oh, blah blah blah," you know, he's all chill. And then Tom mentions the Big Brother program, and then that's when he snaps. Yeah. And he like throws the burger on the on the table and he's like, oh, and then he takes off his jacket and pushes him and Tom goes swimming for a bit. Yeah, that <laughs> whole scene really landed with me because I don't know, I don't know if it's the same thing with uh, girls or people who identify as women or any of that. But when, in my experience, when two guys are talking, but they're not familiar with each other, they just resort to very primitive uh, I'm a guy we should talk about cars yeah. and there's always one guy who actually knows and the other one doesn't and that's yeah. what this scene was I labeled it the things we think and do not say because there's a whole <laughs> meta sub-level discussion going on like yeah. he's basically saying I'm the rooster in this head yeah. house and he's yeah. trying to establish dominance like oh right. cool car he's but like talking. yeah but do you know this about it and then yeah. Tom I believe he's like Actually, I know everything about this, and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, that's so true. Guys, in my experience, are really like that. Just, hey, how about that uh, ball game yesterday? Oh, cool truck. Car information. Yeah. I mean, I feel like some girls do that to an extent. They'll try to, mm. like, peacock each other in their own, like, weird way. But it'll be, like... I think that they do it more in front of other people. Oh, I see. Not just, in, I mean, from my experience of mm. noticing uh, things, I mean, I don't really, I'm, I don't really give a shit. Like, I'm just, whatever. <laughs> really? You? You don't, you, you're not one for drama? Really? Are you sure? Oh, I try not to get involved in as least amount of it as possible. Obviously, sometimes things happen and whatnot, but I'm just like, I'm easy to like, it's dropped. That's fine. You yeah. don't want to be chill. That's cool. I don't have to be your friend or whatever. You're not hurting my feelings. I just don't understand how like some people try to chime in in a conversation about something they have no idea what it's about. Yeah. Well, mm. it's like this um, feeling of not having enough superiority. Uh-huh. Right? Like, And I think that's the same thing even with men or whoever. Um, if you don't... You don't want to be the underdog. 
in anything. You kind of want to like be like, oh no, I know the most. I know this. I know that. Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> you know, no, totally. Because I think me not knowing things is just another opportunity for education on that yeah, subject. Right. Boom. Learning, okay? Boom. Joss went heavy on that one. Well, I feel like we have uh, this amazing opportunity to learn about something new every day. And we should take advantage of that. No matter what that might be, yeah. right? Whether, like your headphones, yeah. Yeah, with my headphones. Me not plugging in all the way. <laughs> not my brightest <laughs> moment. But, you know, we learned that. And I'm like, hey, it does work. <laughs> Great. But you know what? That's a good point. Even for myself, I've always felt that I'm so self-aware that I've never felt the need because like I'm when I was about 20 years old I go oh yeah I I've got this figured out I know yeah, shit now I'm so aware that I don't know anything at all that yeah. I'm just so comfortable to just be in a room and not talk yeah, if yeah, I don't right. know what's going I don't feel the need to be in like I'm just yeah. like no I I'm cool just to be content and yeah. be whatever if I don't know anything about that subject I'm not going to be like oh yeah I know this and this and that I'm like I'm going to be like no, please, like, educate me more. Like, how can I learn about this or, mm-hmm. you know, what I, like whatever that might be. Like, sometimes it's not even stuff I'm super interested in, but mm-hmm. it just, you know, might be, like, a, a little fact here or there or something. But, I mean, also, I think you giving the person the opportunity to educate you is something that makes them feel good, too. Sure. Right? Of course. I've also had the benefit of growing up in a house where my dad literally said the other night, the things he knows about, he knows 100% about. And I felt in everything you don't know, you only know 99% about. Because he knows everything about everything. So whenever I don't know something, I just ask the encyclopedia there. But that brings us back to Honey Boy, where you do, not just genetically in DNA, but you do receive and pick things up from your parents. And that's what the great insight about this film is. Because as I did further research into it, I watched interviews with Collider and Entertainment Weekly and a roundtable with actors. And Shah was saying he was institutionalized at the time mm-hmm. and wrote this script as part of a therapy session. And it slowly built and built and built and actually proved cathartic for him. Yeah. And that's something that I think was very admirable and obviously beneficial for him mentally and his being. But to just put yourself out there like that, how many people... Take a selfie, let's just say, but decide, ah, you know, I'm not going to post it. Like I know of someone who, if they post something and it doesn't get a certain number of likes, they're going to take it down. That's so wild. That's so fucked. Which is like, hey, you know, God bless, whatever. But it makes me feel for them because that's a lot of emphasis to put on the validation of others who you don't know why maybe someone, maybe you look great and they just had diarrhea that day and they just are not in the right headspace to be right. that person looks sexy. Like you don't know. Yeah. But then to bear your whole life and soul on paper and then yeah. on the screen and have people, I hope people pay money to see this. That's pretty brave. It's I, an insanely um, vulnerable thing to mm-hmm, do. Like, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, it's like you may as well be standing naked in front of the entire world and I'm knowing your entire kind of childhood upbringing and to how it got you to how you are now right and it's yeah. probably a it's probably a passion project for him like you talk about the money like i don't i'm pretty sure that's probably not what it was in for him right like yeah oh no no i meant to have people so you can make a film but then you're asking people to spend their money right. to see it yes yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. for him i don't think it was about when he even said it. he just he did it as part of the therapy and then it looked like there was something there but he said at that time 
Nobody was bankrolling him. No one wanted to... Because when you make a movie, you a lot of... Most movies lose money. Yeah. yeah. And nobody wants to go... Here's current, not judgmental, just simply based on the evidence that's provided about those times, seemingly spiraling Shia LaBeouf. Let's invest millions of dollars into putting a movie on his shoulders. Yeah. So he goes, I really didn't have a choice. But yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I don't think it was about the money for him. I think it was just about... He kind of felt he had to for numerous reasons. For sure. Self-healing. <laughs> Tough, man. But is there anything about the movie itself? Because I know you both said you both just watched it last night. Mm-hmm. That it being so fresh, when I say the words or the title, Honey Boy, what does it evoke? What really stands out to you right away? Um, for me, it was the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Uh, <laughs> well, I think there is this like whole wraparound thing with the chicken that was like symbolic right like Mm. you know at therapy he's working in the chicken coop and he's like working with his hands because it's supposed to help you clear your head and you're doing something productive and for another living organism um his dad worked with chickens yeah his dad worked in the chickens and like the rodeo or whatever so there's like that connection between the two characters and then when he follows the chicken back to the motel Mm. to go see his dad as the clown and then his dad is obviously like sober and a lot happier and he was like i'm just happy that people aren't mad at me anymore like people like me now and he obviously found peace with himself in doing something kind of similar i think what he did before because i think with the circus there's always like a clown or i mean i've never actually never been to a circus I think I went to the Shrine Circus when I was a kid. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I've been to, like, little petting farms and all that other sure, shit, sure, right? Sure. But I've just never been to, like, a circus. I've been to a fair, all that kind of Red stuff. Red River like, X, does that count as a circus? Not really. Yeah. Um, I mean... Like, what constitutes a circus? I mean, technically there are rides. Circus, I don't think, has rides. But there's something about that line where I'm just happy no one's mad at me anymore that really landed with me. Because I think... Despite what people say, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks, F anyone, I'm going to do me. On some level, everyone, if you had the choice between having people like appreciate you and support you or being completely unappreciated and unsupported, you'd probably choose, whether you admit it or not, that you'd like to have the love. Absolutely. Yeah. You can have that mindset, but you can also be an asshole. And if you're an asshole with having that mindset, then no one's going to like you. Exactly. If you're a decent person and you like still you know, just think about things that are going to make people happy i mean he was definitely capable of feeling love and giving love he just didn't he also didn't like being vulnerable either Mm -hmm. like his dad yeah he didn't want to hold hands like he would tell him to like wipe his tears when he cried he's like don't cry in front of me um but then he would say like my favorite line of the whole movie oh here it is i'm your cheerleader honey boy Mm. So, like, he obviously stood behind his son because he really did believe in him that he could be this amazing actor because he already kind of was and all this other stuff. But he just was also so caught up in his own traumas Mm -hmm. and his own PTSD and his own possible other mental illnesses that he might have had. But... I think he was, he did want to, he just didn't really know how to open himself up quite. Yeah, and that just, brings me, uh, sorry Zach, to another quote that I really liked. It was when his father was in that group therapy, I don't know if it was for veterans, and he says, you know, I want to do all these things. I want to be a good dad. I want to be this. I want to be that. But he goes, but I'm just in pain. Yeah. 
And you're oh, like, oh, yeah. dang, because it's true. When, when you just have things going on, and I, I actually said this to someone recently because they were asking me why I was a certain way or why I act in a certain way that I do when certain things happen. And I go, because you don't understand. I go, when you just have something inside of you that's just been a part of you for so long, like whether it's pain or just nothing good, it just, you you just can't help yourself. And he's, then there was another quote that really stuck with me. What was it? He said, oh, he goes, everyone has a grudge. Yeah. And it, once again, it just resonated because it's true. There's just always something somebody did or something somebody said that for whatever reason, no matter how much time has passed, you just can't shake. And yeah. even for me, I have, because I hold a grudge like nobody's business. Actually, the, the small town where my family comes from in Italy, if you go there, there's people who live like across the street from each other who won't talk because they're just bad blood vendettas. That's so crazy. Mm. Yeah. You resent someone so much. Like, because it's yeah. just the thing. Like I'll yeah. have a perfectly good day. I'm doing my thing and I'll just think of something that somebody said to me and I'm just, it's as if they just did it. I'm, I'm furious. Like my blood or boiler. Are either of you yeah. like that? Are you like that? Not you really seem like nice. such a chill guy. You seem like absolutely nothing would like bother you whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, Zach is just like happy. Yeah, no, I'm not like, like, like and you better you better say as such okay, now. Okay. Don't don't okay. reveal that you're not no, like hear that. Hear me out, hear me out. If you come and like disrespect me or my family, then yeah, I'm not gonna treat you like my homie. Yeah. But like other than that, I got no problems with no one. God bless, that's man. Fair. That that that's fair. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. It just it's I waste too much time and energy to be, like, hateful about that, so... Mm-hmm. And that's smart. Like, I put a video up yeah. yesterday about how you shouldn't be like that, but here I am again. I'm like, no, but as much as I try to be that way, and I'd say about 70% of the time I am, there's 30% of the time where I, I'm just like... I, I totally get it. <laughs> I know? I mean, I... I like... I mean, I like to think I'm a very happy, positive person i mean i struggle with my own things i'm pretty anxious angelo you know i I was struggling a little while earlier this year and i like couldn't even work out because of it and it was like screwing me up because the second i felt my heart rate go up i was just like oh my god no this is not great like i'm back to like where i was like eight years ago and it was just like not a good time but i'm i like to think i'm a happy person i am i'm also quite angry Mm. often I have to, like, control myself and, like, make sure I'm not saying things out mm-hmm. loud so that I don't regret them. Because when I'm in the heat of the moment, I'll just, I'll see red. Okay. And I'll, like, almost, like, black out in this fury, right? Which I think it's why it's also important for me to, like, work out downstairs when sure. I punch and I hit things. Because Absolutely. it helps me take out some of that pent-up rage that I think I just carry and I don't have any trauma or other thing, but I mean, I, and I love my job and I love working with people, but every now and then there's that one day where you're just like not having that day and like I have mm-hmm. a hard time shaking it off. Like it's, it's tough and I don't want to be like that because it's not good and that's not mm. the person I want to be. But sometimes it is extremely tough to like yeah. be able to let go of that one grudge or that one thing that people have said like. I've had people made me cry over the phone mm. on like in salon. Like I'm no problem owning up to a mistake or whatever because I know I'm not a perfect person. But when the fury comes, comes Jesus with the thunder. Yeah. 
it's not great. But <laughs> you know it, what? Props to you for the self-awareness and sharing that because as someone who, when I was much younger, how old are you, Zach? Sorry, if I'm, I'm, I'm 22. Me. When you're 22. Okay, when I was around 18, uh, my parents put me in anger management because I have a part of myself that's big time like that. I know how difficult it can be to keep yourself neutral. Yeah. You know, especially when you feel in situations, especially when you're working with the public, it's like when you're driving and someone cuts you off and or you let someone in and they don't wave. That yeah. infuriates me because it's no, just no. not good manners. It's just impolite. But to them, maybe they're thinking of something and their life has nothing to do with you. Yeah. But my first instinct to take it personally, same thing with the gym. At the gym, a lot of people got three months for $5 a month. There's no extra fees anytime. All you do is a 30-day cancellation, which you can still use the gym, so it's pretty fair. Mm -hmm. But it never fails. People give me such a hard time about it. And I, I'm so tempted to be like, hey, listen, I encourage you to consider what you say next. Because the more you insist, oh. the more you tell me that you don't appreciate me putting about $200 in your pocket compared to other gyms. And the more you insist, the more you're telling me my life's work isn't worth your $1.33 a day. 100%. And I start thinking about it too much. And then I start to internally spiral. And mm -hmm. I go, okay, like, come on now. Come on now. So I admire you for recognizing that about yourself and doing what you need to do to keep yourself as a functioning person in society. And that's something that I think Shia LaBeouf and his dad have struggled with and that's how you find yourself in these situations and as much as it's a beautiful moment after when the father says i'm just glad nobody's mad at me anymore it's heartbreaking that so much time had been spent or yeah. dare i say wasted for sure getting to that point and that's something you see in very old people mm -hmm. very old people like nine like people who god bless are on the other end of things they rarely talk about the things they did yeah. They always share their regrets yeah. or the things they didn't do well, the things they didn't do. And that's just such a hard thing to consider when you're relatively young. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we take a lot of things for granted. Mm -hmm. That's, um, and I think with, I think his dad felt bad for sure in the end for how he treated him. Oh, for and sure. for... You know, maybe how he treated Tom. <laughs> Tom. Poor guy. <laughs> but um, at the same time, it... Um, like I said, I'm not a perfect person, but it, it takes an insane amount of... I call it emotional strength. Mm, good to word. To keep yourself coasted, to not lose your cool, to not let that what that person said piss you off, to not let that one stupid thing with your friends bother you, to... You know, or this or that. Or that person that doesn't wave. Because that is fucking rude. And I'm like, that's all I got to do. Just like wave your hand. But right? Thanks. I always go, like, oh, oh, you think you're such a good driver. You just yeah. Enzo Ferrari'd your way in here. Nobody. Totally. I hit the brakes and let you in. I waited 10 seconds. You exactly. can wave. You know I let you in. You know and I know it. You're a piece of shit. Good luck looking in your reflection. For sure. But what I noticed too is that when I'm at my angriest, I'm also probably at my own most anxious. Mm. Follows. For sure. So it's almost like a reaction to how I'm feeling internally. Like I noticed when I was getting my most road rage was because I was super anxious and I was not having a good time. I'm like, I couldn't, I, I don't even drink caffeine anymore. Oh, because really? like self-awareness, you know, I like have to cut down on things that 
um, are probably going to put me in that mindset again. I don't really drink very much once in a blue moon. I don't smoke. I haven't smoked weed in like since June. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I just do all these things to like prevent myself from feeling that yeah, way. Of and you know, it's, it's self-work and it's hard and it's not easy. So I can really shy cause he's like there and he's trying to like focus and you know, he's like, smoking and i used to be a smoker too i haven't smoked in over two years now which is fantastic congratulations thank you but sometimes you get like mad and you just like want to go for that stupid cigarette but you're like no i want to have good lungs and i want to be a good mom one day so i there don't want to be a smoker right and jocelyn's getting very visceral as she's saying this she got like really gremlin-y there very smeagol-like Right. But we were talking about quotes that landed with us. Was there any quotes that really stuck out to you, man? Yeah, man. Uh, it was when Otis was talking to his therapist uh, in rehab at the uh, close, probably like 20 minutes left in the movie. He said, um, the only thing my father gave me that was of any value is pain. And you mm. want to take that away from me. Mm. I had to pause the movie and write that down because I was like, fuck. So that, hurt, that hurt me, man. I was like, God damn, this poor dude. Like, uh, before writing this movie, or I guess after he was out of rehab, mm-hmm. he didn't talk to his dad for seven years. Wow. Which is like almost a decade. That's, that's a long-ass time. Wow. That's so. crazy. I mean, I'm happy that he recognized all these things in himself. He's yeah. actually expecting now. He's, he's got a kid coming on the way? Yeah, him oh, and uh, another gal whose name I can't remember right now. But yeah, he's expecting now. Oh, well, God bless. So, Good for him. I think all these things help you mm-hmm. know i don't think he's done anything oh no he did that horrible movie that was on oh Netflix. the one with where he had the creeper it's, tattoo oh uh, yeah, yeah he actually movie. got that tattoo yeah for the like, role oh, like, that's he immerses right. himself in the role mm-hmm. oh my god well there's a call there was not yeah. i was so excited for it because i was like oh yeah another cholo movie man <laughs> like, this is fantastic and then i watched it with tyson and we were like yeah, not his, <laughs> not his best work for real. But I agree, man. That that quote stuck with me too. And again, I spoke mm-hmm. to someone else recently and they were asking me because when I'm at the gym, the the front desk that my dad and I built, it's bar height. Yeah. So people pull up and they want to talk and stuff, right? And they were asking me about why I couldn't get over certain things or I couldn't let things go. And I said to them, and I had no knowledge of this honey boy movie, I said to them, if I let it go, I feel like I'm disrespecting myself then. If that mm. makes sense. Because like, at yeah. that time, I said, these things were happening. And I remember it just encompassed my whole life. And those feelings were, if I think about it, I'm there. I'm as if it's just there. I can't remember what I had for breakfast today. Mm-hmm. But there's something about, it's as similar to fighting. So fighters, once you get knocked out, it, your body becomes more susceptible to being knocked out because it's your brain protecting yourself yeah. because it recognizes that trauma that's been imprinted yeah. and it doesn't want to sustain abuse. It's the same thing. It's like these moments have imprinted themselves on my memory. And I said, I don't let it go because I don't, at that time, it just, it structured who I am. And if I let it go or I disregard it or forget about it, yes, it'd be the benefit of, ah. Uh, but also, like, I just, I can't do it. So that's why when he said that, I had it written down too. That was another thing that I go, fuck, I hear you, brother. Yeah. Like, I hear you. Because 
when you're in a tough spot and it feels like the only thing you have is that pain. I tell people all the time, anything bad that's ever happened to you, I don't wish bad times upon anyone, Mm -hmm. but that'll leave you with a strength other people don't have. The whole no competent sailor has been made from easy waves. You know what I mean? Like that'll, so now you want to take that from me and now what am I? Some guy in rehab? Like without that, I can't act. I can't provide food for myself or my, like, I don't want to do this, you know? So I think that's a great quote, man. I could be the one in the movie. Yeah. For sure. Although I did like when him and his dad were bickering, you know, just like macho stuff, which is a weird discussion to have with a little kid. And he's like, oh, what's that? little dick used for he's like girls yeah. he's like that thing's so small you couldn't fuck yourself with that yeah. thing. I go, I'm gonna, that's not fun to say to a kid but i'm gonna say that to somebody yeah. like, like there was one movie i don't remember what it was but they're in a change room and one guy goes look it's a cock but smaller yeah. I go, that's funny that's funny i like the parallel of the yelling scenes as well yes uh, between the young and the old otis mm. the young one he just connects with the neighbor across the street. Sure. You know, they have their little weird, little intimate friendship, kissy on the cheek, scenario. whatever right. that was moment. So he goes to the junkyard and he's, he's on the car and he's like, yeah, woohoo. But then old uh, Otis oh, is like, yeah. takes the counselor's advice to go scream in the forest and he fucking lets out the scream. And he goes to the counselor after he's like, oh yeah, thanks man. That was, that was really great. He's like, thank yeah. you for that. And he asks him, he's like, are you being sarcastic? Like, are you acting right now? And you don't know. Yeah. Don't know if he's acting. Um, that Lucas Hedges guy who played the older Otis, mm. he fucking killed it. Dude, yes. his cadence, the way he spoke, especially in that scene, I go, yeah. he sounds like Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yes. That's how Shia LaBeouf talks. Yeah. Totally. I was even Nailed texting it. as we were watching and I was like, he almost sounds like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Now, have you guys ever done that? Acting like someone else? No, no, no. Screamed out loud somewhere. Um, like in public? Like I love you, man? Just under the bridge, yelling? Um, well, like, go somewhere private to scream? I mean, I've done it in my car. But Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So, stuff like that? Yeah. Like, I like, mean, I'm, 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 for sure yeah. belted out, like, a scream. Like, I was, like, seriously pissed off. Or, like, I needed to, like, release something, some demon inside yeah. of me. It, it's truly... Um, almost, dare I say, enlightening. Yeah. See, what you're seeing right now, Zach, is as a young man, you're seeing two slightly less young people be like, listen, (laughs) we're angry and we haven't smoked in two years and we yell in the car, okay? (laughs) This is your future, bro. I I get frustrated, though. I get frustrated. Like, don't get me wrong. There's moments where I'm like... Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Zach, just handsome, tall, debonair, earrings, chill dude. No, man, I, I get angry, bro. Yeah. Dude, I go, you don't get angry, man. Dude, yes. You don't get angry. And that's a good not. thing. No, He's I like, get... no, man, you don't even know. I, I might not get, like, angry, angry, but, like, I definitely get frustrated, bro. Sure. Like, there's been times where I want to, like, fucking rip my eyes out, but, like... Oh, yikes, Oedipus. <laughs> I, I underestimated Zach. He's like, no, bro, you don't even know the darkness. That yeah. <laughs> the darkness that lives inside me. You don't know Spider-Man 3, Toby, I'll... Oh, I'll slash it. this hair to the side. The venom on me, bro. You I was an actual know. emo kid, so. Were you? <laughs> oh hell no. yeah! Black hair, like oh, covering the eyes. Tight. I mean, I lo- I still had a short fringe not that long ago, but it wasn't for the fact that I'm getting married in a year. I would have it again. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you shop at Spencer's and stuff? Um, no. Because uh, hot topic. I would, 
uh, I would do Hot Topic in the States. Um, I definitely had the black hair, bright red weave on the bottom because I've been screwing with extensions since I was like 15, 16. And I would have like crazy makeup and all this other stuff. That's actually what built my makeup career. Oh, cool. See? There you go. Thank you, My Chemical Romance. Yes, still love them. I don't care. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I know it is. I'm kind of sad I'm not going to that festival in Vegas. But Are they performing? Are they still yes, around? They oh. are. It's Justin's like, what do you think this My Chemical Romance tattoo is here yeah. for? <laughs> Welcome to the back parade. I'm always mad and sad. Man, I got to say, though, um, Shy is acting. When you look at him, yeah, he kind of looks like Shia, but it didn't. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like him, you know? Yeah. It, it felt like he was his dad. Yeah. Which I think, you know, obviously I don't know his dad and I don't know Shia, but it felt real. Like It was a phenomenal performance oh. on his part. Yeah, like, the dynamic between him and the young boy who played young him mm-hmm. was really special because you could feel that it was the dad who was the child, the child mm-hmm. who was the dad, but they both wanted the other one to be the other one. Sure. The dad was like, no, be more like a little kid. Don't talk to me like that. And the yeah. kid's like, no, you be a better dad to me. And yeah. that could oh. be the moment of the movie for me where the boy, he find Otis, he, a.k.a. Shia, which, by the way, it took me far too long into the movie for me to realize that Otis is not Shia LaBeouf's real name. I go, why do they keep calling him Otis? Is that <laughs> <what I'm laughs> I'm like, oh, I see what's happening. But when he, he finally summons the courage and it goes yo you need to be like a better dad but and he just he just puts his heart out there like give me a pinky promise and it seems like the dad's being receptive yeah and then boom he slaps him i know i just go this is the pinnacle of this because it just it sucks you in and then pow i just went oh god like they're acting amongst each other was just really special like there was just because the older guy, he did a great job. Lucas, he yeah, was in the movie mid-90s we talked about. Yeah. And he was great in that too. But so good. But Shia and the young boy, their scenes, because they were always together, were just really something. Yeah. Well, um, Lucas and Noah, which was the younger dude, mm. they moved into Shia's house during filming. And that, that freaked Shia out. Like, he was freaked out. So he moved to a hotel. He moved out of his own house. And those two kids lived uh, in Shia's house. To did like, they show up unexpectedly? Uh, I mean, I don't know how the whole situation went down, but like that's just what I read online. Can you imagine living with Shia LaBeouf? Mm-mm. <laughs> Yo, I'd honestly be down for it, man. Like, not really. I'd go into his closet and just chill there. Yeah. Oh, wait, I mean, him and Kanye, but I have to fight Kanye. You know, Kanye probably spaces. comes on on a regular basis, so then I'll just link with Kanye and then. So they live in what Ohio? Didn't Kanye like live in Ohio or something, right next to Jeffree Star or something? Who knows? Oh, what no, Kanye is doing now. He's got his own little compound in Wyoming. It's where oh, he's there make we go, his, Wyoming. Yeah, Cody, Wyoming. That's where yeah. it is. Yeah, um, yeah, that's funny. I mean, it, didn't he buy the house across the street from Kim Kardashian? He did it to be a father to his kids, not to beat yeah. Pete Davidson's ass. Okay? Custodial no, dad. Yeah. I mean, I love Pete Davidson. So, like, wow. Oh, Even Jocelyn. I. That he's, guy. He's our enemy, we can't. dude. What are you talking about, dude? You're right there. You're tall and handsome and funny. <laughs> That's it right now, bro. Yeah, okay, okay, maybe, but like... I love people. Bro, I had to break into someone at the gym the other day, so I'm 5'7 on a good day. Just standard Italian. <laughs> there was a guy at the gym who's 
incrementally taller than me. And I overheard him telling someone, he's like, oh, no, you're at least 5'9", because I'm six or 5'11". And I looked at him, I said, hey, bro, how, how, how tall do you think you are? He's like, oh, I'm like 5'10", 5'11". I go, no, dude. <laughs> I go, no, you're not. I go, you're, you're about 5'8", bro. He's like, no. I go, dude, like... You might want to change that Tinder profile, bro. He thought he was taller. Yeah. And I just, oh well, can my. you imagine that crushing feeling? Of, yeah. Because when you're five plus two digits, that's like a different world. How tall are you, bro? I'm, a, I'm like six feet. Okay. That's what I mean. Like your existence is going to be way different than mine. Because <laughs> like you could just go on a dating app right now if you wanted to and just put your height and people will swipe right. Yeah, but like, I don't do that. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, but you could. Like, tall and handsome's in right now, man. That's wrong. Short is never really in for a guy. Like, if you're I... short, you better be hey, talented a- or be like awesome AF. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Listen, Shit. the production budget is what it is. <laughs> I mean, let's do a few episodes and see what happens, but come on. That, <laughs> you know, it worked well. <laughs> episode two, that's going to Maybe you needed a retape and maybe. <laughs> no, that, I mean, so it is what it is. It yeah, is no, what it is. Hey, that's funny, man. Yeah, yeah but, so like, the, but basically, if you're under 5'10, that's your villain origin story. That's so dumb. Dude, that's I, so I've hung around dumb. girls, though, and they're like, I like, they say, like, they like shorter dudes. Like, they say it to someone who's six foot. They don't say that. Nah, dude, dudes. for real though. Like they no, don't dude, have hey, no I'm not in hurting, bro. I'm not hurting, bro. <laughs> I ain't all right, hurting. All right, all right, I'm right. just speaking for short. I'm not talking for well, myself. This is in Shia Otis moment. I'm speaking uh, as Otis, not Angelo. I do okay, bro. I do okay. Oh, dude, I know, I know. I do okay. You're a god. Like. <laughs> but speaking of villain origin story, who is the antagonist in this film? Who is the villain? For is sure it the, the dad? dad? Definitely the for dad. Sure yeah. The dad. Definitely because the dad. he threw Tom in the pool. Uh, what other movie is Tom in? The moment I saw him, I go, dude, I know this guy. Oh, you know. Did I you kinda, have that feeling? I kind of had that feeling yeah. too, but he I just has not... a very distinct face. That guy, yeah. Like yeah. with respect and love to the actor, he kind of looks like his, he's like a candle that's half melted. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely the dad. I guess at least, except for those moments where he's kind. But ooh, a but. But. I was super pissed off at his mom. Mm. Oh, please. Because why? I mean, like I said, I'm not a parent, but I would never in a million years let my kid be with a dad like that. Mm. There's no fucking way. I mean, I understand you have rights, and there's probably gonna be, there could be like some sort of shared custody visitation. Living with him in some dirty ass motel in Los Angeles. Smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes, like it's nothing. You're giving like that to a 12 year old. The kind of influence you're giving on that kid that can't, like, obviously it's gonna inflict him later. And when he's on the phone and they're arguing via him. And he's saying the things to his mom and she's saying, like, you know, like he's kind of translating for both. And it was like, yo, not okay. Mm-hmm. No good parent does that. So the mom, not great on her part either, I have to say. Yeah, they, they made him the middleman yeah. for that telephone call. Not and okay. Whole, I wanted to, that phone call made me so, I was just like. It's cringy. Oh, oh my God. Because yeah. the dad, like. He also was like very quick to anger there. Mm-hmm. Like no matter yeah. what she in said. A second. Yeah. And then they just started beefing and 
Oh. Well, it was the second. He got mad the second she asked if he could go because of his record. Right. And right? something to do with, oh, no, uh, can he leave the country? Yeah. That's what it was. Exactly. Mm. So, yeah. and then Tom works in passports, right? So he's trying yeah, to bring up Tom He wants to go do yeah. that movie of the day or something in Vancouver and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, why wouldn't the mom just take I mean, I will say this for the mother. It sounds like she allowed it because she knew the child really wanted it. Probably, So I'm like, maybe that's where the initial motivation came from. But something went askew along the way. Because it just didn't seem like a great situation. And once Mm -hmm. again, just the father with the... Sometimes you just get this sincere, concise perspective of his heart. And you think, okay, no, this guy's like a good guy. But then you see... The jealousy. I was a talented, yeah. whatever. This could have been me. I wish this I was and you. That. Yeah. And then the son, he just is so aware. He's like, why do you want me here? He's like, because you have good instincts. And yeah. I want you here. But I also know you won't be here unless I pay you. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. Rough. I, yeah. yeah, it's just so rough. So rough. And naturally, the protagonist, the main character, is Otis. Yes. Both young and old. Although I would argue the young Otis is where the emphasis of the film is. He's on the cover. Yeah. Sure. He's not referred to as Honey Boy when he's old. It's the whole Bruce Wayne and Batman. Except for yeah. at the end. He calls him Honey Boy at the end. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It ties it together. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. 100%. Do you feel that there were any unanswered questions about this film? By the time the movie ended, did you feel like... It was a bow, everything was resolved, or was there like um, an unanswered question that's appreciated? Like, oh, I wonder what happens next, or did you feel there was a major plot hole that wasn't filled in? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily a plot hole, because I was just like natural curiosity. Hmm. I don't understand the whole, like the weed growing on the side of the road. Oh my god, that was so funny. You know what, it's interesting you say that because that is a good unanswered question. They just kind of revealed, okay, he's doing that. Here's a joint for a little little Robert Downey Jr. action and then they just dropped it. Yeah, Yeah. like they show him plant it. It sprouts a little bit. I obviously, I assumed, I'm like, okay, this is probably just marijuana. But if you don't know what it looks like, you're not going to know what it is. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe he's just a good old gardener, you know? <laughs> but all of a sudden it just booms and then they're smoking weed together, him and his 12-year-old. Yeah. Uh, I was um, like, why are you giving weed to a 12-year-old yeah, boy? I'm like, oh my God. The brain. Yes. The brain. Your brain. Yeah. I mean, there's proven studies that if boys smoke weed under the age of 18, they are prone to getting schizophrenia. Mm. Like, oh, really? Like, that's fucking scary. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They've done, like, studies on that and stuff like that. I mean... There's so much undeveloped studies on the topic when it comes to marijuana. Yeah. Sure. Because um, now, especially now that it's legal, like, it's definitely around more. I mean, I think a lot of the hype also kind of plays down once it's legal. But, like, kids have more access, access to it. Access, for sure. Sure. Because they can always sure. get an older brother or sister or whatever. Like, hey, can you go to the dispensary and pick me up a couple of gents? You know? Like, <laughs> whatever, right? But... I mean, 12 is way too young. Yeah, that's way too young. Like, that's gross. Like, it's your kid. You know what? Your your kid's an actor. He needs to memorize things. That definitely affects your short-term memory. Like, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah, it was just one of those things where, once again, the way that they had their behavior and the mother, it just seemed like one of those situations where I not... This is pure speculation. I don't know if this was... 
a child that they determine this is a good, healthy relationship we have. Mm-hmm. We should definitely have a child in this relationship. I just, based on the evidence that was provided in this movie and the information that was given, I don't see both Otis's mom and dad deciding this is a conscious yeah. decision yeah. we're about to make and yeah, we're no. going to be happy yeah. with this choice. Yeah. I think he's an only child too. I don't think he has any siblings. Yeah. Which would make sense. Yeah. Which, also, let me ask you. Here's an unanswered question I have for you two. I was not familiar with Even Stevens at all. Like, I when they, when they had him up on the rig and he was dressed in that way, I, mm-hmm. I recognized the image. Oh, yes, Shia LaBeouf, Even Stevens. Were the scenes that they flashed back to of him filming Even Stevens, were those memorable scenes in the show? And did they always throw pies at him? Okay, I... I could. I don't remember a specific pie throwing thing. I remember. Okay, so when I first moved back to Canada, I was about ten, almost eleven years old. Okay. And the Family Channel was like the only closest thing that I had to like somewhat entertainment because in Costa Rica I had telenovelas. Yes, and <laughs> Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon because I had sure. American Satellite. Word up. So I had the best cartoons, you know, Ren and Stimpy. I was allowed to watch these. My parents never censored on what the heck I could Yeah, it was watch. like Ren and Stimpy. Ooh, that's like an adult cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I was allowed to watch anything and everything I wanted, as long as it wasn't like pornography. Because like, also, why would I care it? I was like 10, yeah. right? But That came at 12, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so when I came back and I was like, you know, flipping through TV, there was like Lizzie McGuire on there. There's even Stevens, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this show is so funny!" And I was like, mm. and I had an older brother, and obviously, sometimes we butted heads. I mean, I love him to death. He's like such a sweetheart. I, I love my brother so much. Shout out to um, Jocelyn's brother. Yeah, little Georgie. Little Georgie. <laughs> Not so little. He's technically older. Yeah, isn't he older? Yeah. <laughs> Fully grown always, man, Georgie. <laughs> I always feel like I'm the older one for some reason, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I would watch even Stevens. So he what he did play a very goofy, um, kind of out of control mm. tween. Okay, I want to say because okay. he was like in middle school, I mm. think, um, or you know maybe like grade six to eight or something like that. And he butted heads with his older sister a lot in the show. Yes. Okay. Um, and I mean, I could totally see a little bit of pie throwing, but I don't remember that being like a super memorable mm. thing or him being like thrown around like halfway across a building. Like they made it a pretty, a pretty um, relatable and realistic show, might I add. And I Enough think they made a movie too. Oh, really? Yeah. They were they- so relatable. A 10, almost 11 year old from Costa Rican girl. Could relate to even Stevens, bro. I thought it was fantastic. I thought he was funny. I mean, he was wearing like, those oh glasses God. too, and the the fur coat in that one scene. Yeah, did you did you know that scene? Had you watched that no, episode? I, the only the first thing, like when I first saw Shia LaBeouf, was Transformers. That's the first time I've right. ever seen him in my oh, life. What did you think of the intro? Because the second it started and they had older Shia mm-hmm. up on the rig, I go, "Oh, this looks like Transformers." Transformers yeah. Did, yeah. I really liked yeah. that part of the intro. What did you guys think about it? It's funny because. I wrote something down about that. I thought it was like a super dramatic action opening mm-hmm. scene where he's like being thrown on the rig. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, and then I, it's funny because crazy. He kind of sounds like Shia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, just being terrorized with being unable to unhook himself. Yeah. It shows you the other coin because mm-hmm. I remember when the first Transformers came out, which is the only good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought, wow, that's awesome. And then you see, but then he can't even relax because yeah. he can't even unhook himself. And that whole intro, 
I saw in an interview after they said that they only added that in at like the last stage of editing. Wow. Really? That really wasn't going to be a part of it. But then they liked it so much they threw it in there. And I think it really helped throw you into the whirlwind of Shia LaBeouf's life because it was so chaotic. Mm-hmm. He's young. He's old. He's being thrust. He's pie. This, that. He can't unhook himself. Now he's making out with this girl. Now he's in a car crash. Mm-hmm. It just really brought you into the chaos that was his life at the time. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Did you guys also notice that the guy operating the rig on older and younger Shia was the same guy? No, I didn't. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It was the same dude. That's funny. Oh. I thought it was funny. Interesting. I was like, oh, that's what a little thing that they threw in there. Yeah. And another thing they said was they filmed this movie in 20 days. Yeah, that's wild. I could see that. 20 days. Yeah. And they said Shia LaBeouf let the director who also edited the movie do her thing. He didn't get involved. But they said on set, he just said, boop, it's like this. Because he had more experience than everyone combined. For sure. Because he's done such a variety of movies. I mean, off the top of my head, movies that he's done that I really liked, Lawless, yeah. With Tom Hardy, he's great in that. I mean, first Transformers, I wouldn't say like he's great in it, but the movie's just kind of fun. But he's been in some banger films. Serious. Wasn't he in one with? Um, oh Jesus Christ, what's his name? Oh. Um, Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, oh, Indiana Jones was, four. He yeah. was in Indiana Jones. I didn't even get through the first twenty five minutes of that movie. Yeah, yeah that movie's dog water. I just love Henry Ford. He's smoking hot, Henry even Ford? as an old man. Oh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, yes. yes. Henry Ford, the guy who... Henry Ford, not the guy that built cars. Trucks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. That guy could have been a stud muffin in his day. I mean, maybe, but Harrison not Ford? like Harrison Ford. Ford. No, Harrison Ford's hot even now, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, like, no, the guy's smoking. Silver Fox, man. For sure. Yeah. She Too likes his did. one little stud earring. I always find it amusing when older white men just have a tiny tiny little earring and I, I think, think it's funny yeah. Harrison Ford like I that's like very it. peculiar I, I'm here for it but why you're, you're Han Solo why do you don't have... crash your plane again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't get another plane crash please oh my yeah God. but there were certain things with production in this even he said when they were auditioning kids to play young Otis mm-hmm. he saw Noah that actor his dad first and Shy asked him, hey, where's your son? He's like, oh, he's outside grinding in the hallway, his lines. And he knew right then he wanted to hire this kid. He goes, father knows what's up, dad knows what's up. And it reminded him of himself, of yeah. him. And his, he goes, this is the kid to do it. I just thought, it just the movie, although I wouldn't consider it super rewatchable, just because yeah. this isn't necessarily a one and done, but I go, okay, this will hold me over for a while. Like, yeah, I, for sure. I get it. I have the insight. I'm good now. But this movie was super sincere. And I don't know if I would change anything if they finally said, Angelo, do the Angelo cut. I don't know what I would change. The scenes with the slightly older neighbor girl was very, um, how do you say, lots of implication. Mm -hmm. But something about, I go, oh, he was giving her money is she a prostitute was he paying her just to spend time with him the dad comes in then the dad's jealous because he thinks Mm -hmm. the kid just had sex with the girl he's trying to oppress with his hand blowing up trick i go bro you gotta do better than that yeah (laughs) the bike's cool but you gotta do better than that yeah no kidding Uh, what would you guys change if you could do the jocelyn and zach cut what what edits would you make to this film if any honestly after you guys mentioned it i totally would close in the whole pot growing thing oh yeah (laughs) actually that's a good point it's a huge question mark that i still have left over because yeah you're right they planted it and you kind of see it and you're like 
this guy's going there. You know, he's got a city jacket. You know, he's pretending to be something and do something. Yeah. Did you say he was protecting grows. the bees? No. Oh, I thought you said he's wearing no. a city jacket. He could be protecting the bees. <laughs> I mean, he must have been so disappointed when he's growing weed. No. <laughs> Dude, without, no, no. without bees, we're all dead. Yes. We are. That's okay. not great. I went to a bee farm. Changed my life. I'm scared of bees, but I know we need them. I Amen. don't think that wasps, wasps are necessary. <laughs> I think they could all just drop dead. No, bees are vibers, man. But they make honey bees? They the earth. Like, I mean, have you guys ever seen bee movies? It's kind of cute. Of course. The bee uh, bangs the girl. Jerry Seinfeld as a bee. Actually, I think I tried and I said, no, I can't. Okay, I, I'm not, <laughs> I refuse I'm not to lie, support though. this. You like jazz? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I hate Seinfeld. I hate okay, it. see, I thought you were about to be along the lines of, Jerry Seinfeld is so sexy. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I, could never, really I could never get into the show. And even Curb Your Enthusiasm, I, I'm, I'm like... That's okay. Listen, you bite your tongue. Mm. Seinfeld, the show... Is the show you can watch that show today, and it is just as funny. The technology know. that they use is a little dated, but like if you watch Friends now, it's no. not funny. The no, laugh track is too, too much. <laughs> How do they afford these apartments? Joey doesn't <laughs> ever have a job. <laughs> so when cute. he does, he gives away Trust free bagels. Trust fund kids. They have to be trust fund kids. That's what wasn't like Chandler. Jennifer his dad Anderson. was like a go-go dancer. Well, Ross does like some shit in the museum, doesn't he? It's probably good money there. Yeah, he probably pays everyone's bills. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't like Friends either. Actually, I I never got into either. Someone like influenced you at a young age. You're like, <laughs> this is lame. Yeah, friends. <laughs> Just having a bunch of friends. This sucks. No. No. Yeah. But I I disagree with Seinfeld. That show is a blessing. Yeah. And it's I mean, on Netflix now. And that's, yeah, and that's totally okay. I mean, my boyfriend loves Seinfeld. And he there loves Curb Your Enthusiasm and all that stuff. And I'm just like, I refuse to watch it. I'm mm. like, I can't. I'm just like, I just want to punch that guy straight in the fucking face. It's like me with modern <laughs> Repeatedly. <family. laughs> like he's like bloody. <laughs> like it gets mm. so bad. I, I can't. Yeah, I was just looking at my note here. And one other thing I wanted to ask you. Zach, you're a little bit younger, so this probably wasn't as far back for you. But back to the scene before the dad slaps him and when they're having that moment, I wrote down here that it reminded me, I don't know if it was grade five, but you have those people that would come into the classroom and show, like try to instruct you or give you tools to help talk to parents or older people who are giving you a hard time. And when the kid was discussing, I just felt, you just, I don't know, it just reminded me of that because I remember one of the things was they actually encourage you to say to your angry mother, you seem upset right now. I'm going <laughs> to leave and talk to you when you seem more calm or something to that effect. And I go, you're just, you're throwing us out to dry here. So when he was having that moment, I just thought... Well, this kid's really trying to level with him. But then after you think it's worked, then you go, oh, no, that didn't work out. And then you think, oh, yeah, because this reminded me of grade five when they're like, hey, listen, when adults are mad at you, you know what you should tell them? Calm down. Because oh. if there's one thing that angry people love hearing, <laughs> it's being told to calm down. <laughs> Does that ring any bells for you guys at all? Nah. Nope. No? Okay, see... I said this once today already. I'll say it again. Public edu- education system failed me, man. <laughs> I never, ever had someone come and talk to us. I mean, I went to private school from grade one. I skipped grade five. 
And I went to grade six. So when I was here, I was in grade Put six. Put some respect on her name. What do you yeah. mean you skipped grade five? I was, I was up ahead. And She's I didn't, too good for grade five. I didn't need no to No shit, continue. really? Yeah. We already think you're cool. Don't lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm not lying. You can ask my parents and they'll vouch for Holy it. Holy shit. Um, Rockwood Young Elementary Sheldon over here. did not make me do grade five, even though I... I have a case of when I moved here, I was put in... It was like... I think I was in... I got back into school like May, and we were put in as listeners. And then you have to do like an evaluation exams to where you are. Mm. Um, but my school in Costa Rica was pretty like it was like the SJR of schools down there. Like, oh, it was shit. pretty up. It's pretty oh, up. Shit. My dad was like the English coordinator there. He would hire um, Canadian and American professors to come and teach. Um, who wanted to live, you know, the Costa Rican life and whatever. Uh, sure, sure. So Costa Rican life, bro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> surfs up. But hang loose, bro. <laughs> I had a friend who did this for about six months. He would just give people the hang loose that's, sign, and we'd all think, that's so "You're funny. Southern Italian. Why are you telling everyone to hang loose? <laughs> you live in Winnipeg. <laughs> like, there's not even the Red River. <laughs> what a big beach! Get out of here, bro. Um, but that's really cool. But yeah, I have no so idea. you have you have to do these exams. So I skipped grade five. My brother actually skipped grade eight. Ooh, um, sure. So we both just jumped up a grade, and. I remember the difference of private to public education oh. <laughs> and how shocking it was to me. And I was just like, I remember going home and telling my dad, my dad, this kid just told the teacher to fuck off today. <laughs> I was just like, back home, that would have been like, you're expelled for like, you know, or suspended for like a week or whatever. Like, I mean, I feel like my brother and I also got away with murder when we went to school down there because my dad was, like, pretty heavy-duty staff, so the principal mm. never wanted to tell him all the times we did get in trouble because I was an angry child. Costa Rican life, bro. Yeah, yeah, I had no problem, like, pulling this chick's hair or, like, throwing gum in her hair. Like, I was, like, kind of... Like, I was a good kid, but I was also, like, if you pushed me enough... I had no problem blowing up. Listen, all you angry people who call the salon, y'all are lucky you're not dealing with eight-year-old <laughs> Jocelyn right now, okay? Yeah, you don't even know that hell that will be brought Jocelyn down Jocelyn was an angry child for unknown reasons because I lived such a beautiful life. But, like, the kids around, I just never got along with girls all that easily. Mm. I it was... Drama. Yeah, it was too much drama, and I just, like, I hated it. And I remember this one time, this girl had gotten, like, appendix surgery, and I just didn't give a shit, and I just shoved her into a desk. <laughs> and they were like, she just got out of surgery. And I was just like... And then I was frightened, and I realized what I had done. And I, like, ran to my dad's office crying. Get ahead of it. Me, Get ahead of it. And I was yeah. just like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I do? I'm like, I can't like walk myself out of this. And then I walked, like my dad walked, and the principal walked me back to the classroom. And they were like, hey, go grab your things. You're going to work in our offices today. And like the principal loved my dad. Her and my dad were like super tight, you know? So sure. she was just like, oh, don't worry. You can work in my office today. Let's calm you down, blah, blah, blah. And they told him what happened. And then I was like, well, this girl kind of pushed me to it. Like, and I just like, I just, I saw red and I just shoved her in. We had the individual desks, you know, that with the flat. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. And like, she like fell back quite a bit. And, like, she could have reached, like, ripped a stitch open or... As you're saying it, as you're cackling to yourself. (laughs) She was a nasty child, to be fair. I don't know what this chick had against me, but I was just, like, so angry. Hmm. But... Oh, my God. I was terrible. (laughs) Maybe Jocelyn's a little honey girl. Maybe that's what we're getting at here. 
sequel. No. <laughs> <laughs> we need no. old Jocelyn and young Jocelyn. Which is like so funny because I'm so not like that, right? But I, when I was younger, I guess I was. But you know what? That actually brings up an interesting insight that, or an epiphany rather. So you're saying you had this beautiful life, you know, but you were angry. Mm-hmm. And then Shia LaBeouf had, like, let's say, a miserable life and he's angry. So it's interesting how the influence that your upbringing does have on you both positively and negatively regardless of what is actually occurring sometimes yeah you know who the antagonist is mental health that's the antagonist for sure wow i think oh that's insanely accurate i think i whoa yeah i've always been super anxious i didn't know um that that started when i was young i had no idea how to tell my parents that i had like panic thoughts or I would have panic attacks even working in the movie theater sometimes I had to go into like the locker room and like blow into a fucking paper bag and I'm like just catch my mm, breath because yeah. like I don't know something like was maybe overstimulating or something but I totally do think that mental health has something to do with all of that and like I said even then I'm my angriest when I'm my most anxious mm-hmm. yeah. and would you one could argue mental health is also the protagonist for sure because then sure. when he got his stuff under control he ended up meeting his dad thanks to the chicken mm-hmm. yeah. who was also under control and they sort of had a nice moment yeah yeah wow absolutely wow that's circle, so deep bro yeah oh my Zach god Zach are coming Snaps. in with the heat uh. it's as if you chose this movie and elaborately <laughs> thought out exactly what you were going to say oh my god okay I have to get to an appointment yeah, well, uh, it's actually, movie. we actually uh, summed it all up here. The last thing we were going to do is, what do we give this movie out of 10? Oh. It's an 8 for me. 8. eight. Strong. No hesitation. 8. Yeah, 8 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hadn't written down a number because I hadn't quite made up my mind yet, but I'm going to say I'll give it a 7 out of 10 because there were still unanswered questions with the drugs. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I... Almost exactly like Jackie Brown, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Yeah. I felt that it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I felt like it provided me great insight into who Shia LaBeouf is as a person. And I appreciated and respected that. But just for me, a great movie should allow and encourage multiple viewings. Okay. And I feel this movie does not do that. Okay, I feel this is a fair. one and done. I completely agree. I'm changing my mind. I'm a six. Oh, shit. What was the number you gave before? Seven. Seven. Oh, just shaved a whole one off. Yeah. Okay, so all together. Six, six, eight. That brings us 20. Yeah. Jackie yeah. Brown, number one. Honey yeah. Boy, Damn. number two. Yeah. There we go. Jackie Brown holding strong. Yeah. Only because, you're right, I have no rush to see this movie anytime soon. And I could totally watch Jackie Brown like now. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, Zach. Your sorry. movie choice sucked. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Much love, everyone. Next week, we're back. I finally chose my movie. It was a toss-up. I was thinking, Jerry Maguire, A Knight's Tale. Maybe be really obvious and do Gladiator. But we're going to be close to Valentine's Day. And we're going with what I consider a very romantic movie, Armageddon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Very nice. That was great. There you go. You timed that pretty good. You're like, yo, yeah. I gotta go, yo. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, I would I would have kept going, but I, I have to even get to the point. No, 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 don't, dude. We gotta figure out this sleeping thing. Yeah, man. For sure. Amen. God bless. Fuck, I.